Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we are talking about the 1985 Charles Bronson vigilante classic, Death Wish 3, directed by Michael Winner. In this one, Kersey heads back to New York just in time to have his best friend killed. He gets arrested, goes to jail, gets back out, and does what he does best, kills bad people. With me, uh, as always, is the honey in my honey bucket of oats, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day is a holiday. How are you doing today? Excellent. And I am seriously excited to have Chris from the Bulletproof Action website joining us. Hey, Chris, boards don't punch back. That's right. And, you know, it's great to be here. I want to thank you for inviting me. And hello to you, Lee. Thank you, you, buddy. I I hear you guys all the time. You guys are, I'm sure, drinking your uh, alcoholic beverages. I just have water, so I'm pretty boring. But uh, the movie we're going to talk about, definitely not boring. I feel it is the greatest movie ever made. Okay, well, you know, as these go, I always start with our guest, which is you. I want to know, give us the goods. Well, you know, we got to kind of go back to the first Death Wish, which, you know, was back in 1974. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of a, a movie similar to other movies of its time, kind of that gritty New York urban type movie. Death Wish 2 kind of takes it to a different level. Uh, Canon Films gets involved at that point. But it, it still kind of has a, a link to that original film. But Death Wish 3, they just say, screw it. And it's just balls to the wall the entire time. Like you said, it's just Kersey doing what he does best, kill bad guys. Uh, just so much escapism to it. It, it. That's why I love it so much. I mean, this is a movie I have literally probably watched into the triple digits at this point wow. in my life. See, I'm a Death Wish 1 guy. And so for me, uh, you know, I'm I'm almost 45 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that was my jam. I mean, when it came mm-hmm. out, I was the audience. And it was so good. I, I loved this man who just had this bad thing happen to him i love revenge films and it could have been the catalyst to all of that because i've loved revenge films throughout my life but you know he needs to get him back and he feels powerless and he goes out and it felt so good so two it felt to me like yeah you know what they're doing they're just moving into la right new life hollywood beverly hills but oh shit it's happening again uh kill kill and then this you said it it was kind of like well how can we shove like a Mad Max thing into it? <laughs> right. A lot of people compare it to like an urban Rambo yeah. uh, Death Wish 3 where he's just killing everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, Lee, what do you think? Oh, man, I've seen this movie before and I, I you know, I had forgotten just how awesome it is. I, uh, the, the only way they could have ever made this movie any more epic is if they had somehow managed to get a PG rating on it because <laughs> this fucking movie is amazing. From start to finish, and then when I see like the Canon group thing in the beginning, I'm just like sitting there going like, I bet the Canon guys were just the fucking coolest guys to party with, to make a movie like oh, this. Like just, I, I bet somebody they had just the like white, I bet. they had the white all around their nose all the time. And nobody even <laughs> called them out on it. Like they didn't bother to wipe the cocaine off. It was just like, man, I was just picturing somebody like with the music going. I was like, I bet somebody like bailed out on his wife during their honeymoon to fucking go hit up a Canon party. So it was just awesome. I, I, my favorite thing about this movie is it starts off good, and then by the end of the movie, it's like East New Yorkistan. It's like total fucking war. They don't give a fuck. Every everyone's either on fire or being gunned down. It's just awesome. Don't you love I the love contest this. because the intro is so meanderingly slow. He's just on the bus, and they're showing New York, and Jimmy Page is, you know. It's just sort of it takes a really long time. It's like a ten minute opening as everybody's names are put up there, Golden Globus and 
Yeah, it's and then you get to the end and you said it. It's like it's a war movie, but better. Absolutely. Right. Well, let's get to some favorite scenes. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Chris. Uh, what was your number one scene in this? Well, you know, I think when he, uh, when he being Paul Kersey, kills the giggler. Uh, the, you know, <laughs> he's he's got a, a lot of great, uh, obviously, kills in this one. But the giggler is something special because they build up the whole thing that he's got this wildy magnum coming. <laughs> you know, he orders it. And it comes to his P.O. box, and he gets this wieldy man. They build it up. And actually, an interesting story there, the uh, inclusion of the wieldy magnum in the movie actually saved that company from, like, bankruptcy. They were on the verge of going out of business. That gun was in the movie. They became popular. Yeah, so basically, Charles Bronson saved the economy, something a lot of presidents can't do. So, you know, that's a big thing. But, yeah, they, they build it all up. And here he is. He goes. He gets his ice cream because it's America, after all. Gets his ice cream and shoots the giggler, and and the city cheering, the people in the windows cheering. It's awesome. Just awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love uh, that. You know, that it was just so gimmicky, and you know, you're grinning the whole time. But he's got the stupid Nikon camera. They're zooming <laughs> in on it, and he's just flapping it around. You can even hear one of the gangsters. He's like, look at that. You know, honky ass flipping his camera, you know. Right. Look, now he's eating ice cream. Like, they didn't know what kind of side dialogue. Like, what do gangsters <laughs> say? And then, right. of course, the giggler. He's giggling. <laughs> and then, of course, it was like tunnel vision. He sees the Nikon, and he's like, yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. I always thought it should have been a Canon camera, though. Oh, that would have been very clever. But, right. yeah. What can you do? Right. <laughs> All right, Lee. What was your number one? Uh, I uh, it may not be like the most amazing scene in the movie, but it was my number one. It just touched me in a place that if a woman d- did that, I would I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> and uh, he's being chased by this guy that's all coked up. They're finally going to get him. Got him trapped, and he's up on the roof. And he magically there's there's like a a, a crowbar or a tire or something steel that's just in like this refuse like right out there. And he's hiding, and he's waiting for the guy. And then he just like, when the guy comes within range, he just whacks him a couple times, and then just throws the dude off the roof. And you see the, the 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 dummy fall, and just slam right into the car. And you're like, yeah, this is the greatest kill scene. Like the sheer murder that goes into just throwing someone <laughs> off a roof is is just ah man, that was oh, yeah. epic. Oh yeah. Okay, well that leads me uh, to, gosh, let me think. What would be um, I mean, really, I did love the giggler scene. That that hit me. You know, I'm going to steal the best fucking scene of the whole thing just right now. It was uh, when uh, Kersey actually gets the Browning machine gun working from the balcony, and he just fucking kills, like, 15 people down right. on the street. I literally was giddy giggling at that. I mean, it's just so dumb, especially after uh, poor What's-His-Face um, died trying to do the same thing with the first gun. And that was just sad because it should have worked out the same way. And they did the same thing. Oh, my God, he's got a gun. We're going to run. He just It didn't matter. Just bam. No. That was the beginning of the carnage. Bennett didn't die. And also, that was a separate gun. Oh, right. He didn't so, die. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. He didn't die. Yeah. I did two like, different guns. I do like that Bennett falls off the fire escape. And the first thing they do is move his head. Like, that's the last thing you're supposed to do when somebody's injured. But that's the – they just pick up his head. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah, like, but, yeah. get their hand under it and kind of swirl yeah. it a little bit to make sure that, yeah. you know, the neck's working still. Right. 
Well, yeah. a bit of trivia yeah. about, about his gun. The um, what is it called? The Wifey, Wifey, the Wildy, the Wildy Magnum. That that's his re- real gun. Like he owns that gun in real life, and he it was his idea. Like I, I when I first saw it, I was like, okay, so maybe this is just like I want to one up on you know Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry Magnum Force all that stuff. But it's kind of that way, but it's not really. It was like Charles Bronson was serious. He's like, I want, I'm bringing my gun to this movie. <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. Yeah. And again, he, he saved the company. So yeah. good for you, Bronson. Good for you. And yeah, it came in that beautiful case. And, and the setup for that was hilarious, too. Well, here's my buddy. And he pops up <laughs> in the wooden case. Yeah. And it's all it's ornate with its cool little thing. And of course, he did his own, he built his own rounds. That was hilarious. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, back to you. Nothing. Nothing's too good for his friends. Nothing's too good. Exactly. All right. So, what is your number two favorite scene? Number two. You know, I kind of like where he was Macaulay Culkin before Macaulay Culkin, and he was building the little booby traps for the uh, for the guys sneaking in. Oh yeah. I never even put those two together, which is ridiculous. But yeah, he was totally home alone. Right. He was so self-satisfied when he came in and he saw the blood print. He was like, right. yeah. Right. And that's one of those things that doesn't make any sense. Like, at any time, they could have just got a couple guys to wait around. They could have killed him. But they right. didn't. You know, they, they like, well, this is a movie, and we have to keep a level of fear of our, of our hero. So, you know, it's, I mean, all the way up to the point where he's like, well, they just brought him back and he had a package. Oh shit! Uh, we need to get more guys. <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah, that's another good scene where he, where uh, Fraker kind of calls like a temp agency for thugs, I guess, and just <laughs> you know we need more heat in the area. Like, there's a number you can call for this. I, I didn't get that, but right. I, but that's the you know that's the beauty of this movie. It's just ridiculous. Oh, exactly. Just completely an escape from reality, and that's that's what makes it so awesome. I had seen this before, and then um, I, I'd never watched it again. Like, I probably saw it when it came out, and. Now, I get it, but I watched it again, and I, there were so many things that bothered me on all these different levels, and then I watched it, like, two more times, and by, that, you know, by then I was like, who, who really, who does give a shit? Like, right. why, is the, why is the roads made of dirt, and, like, why aren't these guys, like, if they can chase him with machine guns, just always chasing him with machine guns? It's like, but who cares? That's not the point. The point is to bring Kersey back and have him kill everyone, so, yeah. Number two for you, Lee? Uh, yeah, you know, um... Don't say Deanna Troy. No, 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 but it's it's kind of related to that. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's like, it's in the middle of the war zone, and they're gonna rape another another girl. And, like, and her tits are out, she's half-naked. Charles Bronson is just, like, he's just capping people with a gun that's supposed to be a rifle, right? Like, in the form of a pistol, like just he's just he's just gunning these guys down with it off as his arm, and then she's like her tits are just excessively exposed throughout the whole process. And I was like thinking like instead of like dicks out for Harambe, it should be tits out for Bronson, man, because that guy it was just I was just cracking up. Now you know we've talked about this many times. I, we all miss the days when it was just more oh, acceptable yeah. and accessible to just have some naked ladies on the screen. I mean, we didn't ask for a lot as people. We just wanted to see some people get blown away, some naked ladies. It's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it got to a point where you'd also have to see people getting saved and naked men, and then there's, well, what are we, what are we doing anymore? Well, and also, like, he's like, he, he beds her, 
And then he's like, she's like, after he finds out she's leaving town. I was like, dude, Charles, man, you're a hero. Okay, so I'm going to give you my second one. Because it is, it isn't going to be what you'd expect. It was that scene. Okay, so the bad guys. <laughs> Charles is in there. Kirstie's, sorry, Kirstie's in there. He's getting a package or something. I don't know, buying some stamps for some reason. And um, he's... sexy lawyer, she's just hanging out in the car. And they come up and, like, they could just kill her. But no, they're not going to kill her. They punch her, they knock her out, and they put the car into neutral. Now, it rolls down a hill, and for some reason, I can't explain the science behind this, it hits another car, and they both explode, like, they're yeah. filled with grenades. And she wakes up just in time, like, just to add insult to injury. She's like, oh, oh, my God, my bloody head. She still looks so pretty in the front seat. And then, and he's standing at the top of the street, and it's just, like... He must have just thought, like, fuck this again? Yeah, he's desensitized at that point. I mean, he's lost how many women, so yeah. But he gives up. I feel like he was kind of saying, like, I could love again. And then yeah. you know, they're so happy. <laughs> no. No. She was leaving town. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Okay. She threw herself at him. He had you're, to. you're right, Chris. Unprotected sex, yet again. She, she was quite, yeah, she, she was desperate. Most desperate woman maybe in movie history. I don't know. She was, like, begging this man. Who was quite older than her. Yeah. To, yeah, when, he, when they had to show him getting dressed partially naked, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not doing this to me. The last time I got this sick watching a, a scene was watching Chuck Norris kiss that uh, that machine gun lady in the octagon. It was like, dude. No, that was exactly, that's exactly what I thought. Ah, I thought, right. Ron, I never, I thought Ron Burgundy all I never want to see that. I don't want to see your mustache lips kissing anything. So It tickled her gently. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It, <laughs> It's like the Ron Burgundy trope is completely based off of this crap. Yeah. Yeah, this... And you know... Oh, sorry. Please go, please go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I actually have... One one of the greatest Christmas gifts I ever received was an actual script from Death Wish 3. Mm. It's got it's got the canon cover on it and everything. Um, that scene with the car, in the script, it like fall, it goes over an overpass. Like it, So it would make sense then... That it would blow up. But yeah, why it blows up, you know, just roll it slowly rolling down the hill and hitting another car. Oh, it's part of is the, a great it's mystery. part of the charm. It's exactly what you said. Oh, yeah. There's like when um, when old man uh, hurt head his um, his Bennett. Ta- yeah. yeah, when Bennett when Bennett's taxi, it's not a taxi it's, repair place. It's a taxi meter, meter. repair yeah. place goes up in flames and he's standing there my shop like they film my it shop, such a way. my shop my shop yeah, yeah about 15 times they now. blow it up in such a hardcore way like i mean you those thugs could never have got that level of explosives i mean it is just unless i don't know taxi meters are like filled with c4 which i guess you couldn't burn and make it explode so filled with gunpowder i mean i think they just like put it on a loop it was you know michael bay style yep and it was beautiful that's actually one of my favorite scenes too. <laughs> my shop! God damn it! Now you're gonna have to kill some more people. <laughs> another an, another great scene. I know we I've already done my two. No, no, that's this good. Movie, now we're just this movie now we're is just overflowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the chicken scene. <laughs> you know, um, one of the great, I hope greatest you like, lines. I hope you like yeah. chicken because it's, it's all I know. It's only know only thing make. I can make. <laughs> I like chicken. I like chicken. <laughs> Chicken's good. <laughs> Chicken's 
<laughs> it sh- then it, it shows this plate of this like of picked just, yeah part. they 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 picked the chicken apart like yeah. they should have at least showed the chicken when it was delicious but instead he got greasy lipped cursy right. sitting there and that's and then he wouldn't even bone her she's like do you really have to go because you know what i have in mind he's like no i've got work for real they stand there at the door in a really uncomfortable way and then he gives her that weird kiss which is kind of the i'll do it to you later right let's move on uh yes so many good scenes um i really liked uh ed uh louder's character shriker he was he was cool as hell um i did he couldn't make any sense of why he was such a dick in the beginning but once he was out there i thought to myself i thought they're gonna kill him and then he just kept kicking ass and kicking ass that was awesome oh you're stealing my scene dude did you no we were done with him no i didn't get my third well we don't do thirds Okay, fine. But yeah, talk, man. Oh, talk. dude, like, dude, when Your Bill feet. O'Reilly, police chief, is out there in the streets with with Charles Bronson, it almost looks like they're like dancing to West Side Story, <laughs> and he's just like he's like he had already revealed he's a fanboy, you know, at, at the beginning of the movie, and he's just like running and he's like looking at at uh, Charles Bronson, and Charles Bronson is like not even paying attention to him. He's like doing his own thing, killing people, and then they like light up next to a mailbox like out in the open like retards could have been killed and these this gang of this line of gang members is shooting at them and they're just like so cool they're like yeah this is this is what i'm getting paid to do today i was just cracking the fuck up yeah that that one it's like that gets into total video game mode it's like double dragon they're just walking down the street beating up well they're shooting thugs not beating them up but total like Live action video game when when Shriker and Kersey team up. So the bad guy in this is he notable from anything else? I hated him, by the way. He was in uh, Never Say Never Again. Okay. And he was also in Superman Four. He was like the uh, Brad so the, the Jock. So the answer is no. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, He's actually actually the son of the guy who plays the old man in RoboCop. Oh, ah, what? Very nice. Yeah, yeah. that's good trivia. Where uh, I, I, I actually I saw Alex Winter in this, and then I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why is that face so familiar to me? And I'm like, God, I know him so well. And I kept looking in the credits, and he's not that far down, but I kept kind of skipping him because they have the photo of him, and he's older. And then finally I, I realized, ah, oh, fuck, that's Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, playing totally. a Puerto Rican character. I don't know. <laughs> Again, the rules don't matter in Deathly. Yeah. No, no, no. This was equal opportunity. I mean, the the way that it, they they definitely didn't focus on race. Like, if this movie were made any other time, it would have been a bunch of black people assaulting white people. This was not like that at all. This was definitely maybe kind of old people being attacked by the young, which was all would go all the way back to the first one. It was that same idea. Like, we're civilized, modern people who middle class and we just want to have our groceries fucking delivered and we're getting raped and murdered to, to this one that it's like we just, just go bloom yeah we just want to retire and they keep busting our fucking windows out i mean can you imagine the company that replaced windows in that neighborhood and how often they had to come back because if they're breaking windows all the time just to come in and prove a point shit man yeah that's the business you'd want to own over there you'd be rich <laughs> totally Totally. Not not the taxi meter repair. There's not much yeah. business there, but the re- replacement windows. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Another beautiful scene. 
It's like, yeah, we're stealing this car. What's it to you? Well, it's my car. <laughs> and it wasn't. So, no, he back. bought that car. Yeah, he bought that car. Oh, though. he did he buy it. Okay. He, he purposely had the plan out to entrap them. Oh. He like even set it up How so that he could, have, he could beat the people on the first floor. <laughs> so that he could have dinner with them so he could hear them break into the car so he could go out there, gun them oh, down in the cold awesome. blood. And then go back to eating. It's fucking poetry. Yeah, see, I, well, thought, it, did, I thought it was Deanna yeah, Troy's didn't. car. No, it was oh, his car. Okay. He, and he paid for it in cash, and then that music, that ominous music when he says cash, it goes, dun. It's like <laughs> I must awesome. Have, I must have looked away for a moment. I don't know. That's hilarious. It was fucking awesome. He's like, then you're dead. <laughs> so that by the time you saw him get the Nikon, you knew he was going to get the Giggler. Oh. Right? Like, that was the fucking, that was the pay. <laughs> I like, hated that he just like, left the Nikon. Like, I would have, like, nobody cared. They were, he was a hero. It wasn't a cannon. He could have run over and exactly. picked up his camera. Uh, what's he going to do with it? Can't have sex with it. No, he can't have sex with it. He can't, can't love kill it. anybody with it. He can never love anyone again, except maybe... No. Um, uh, a striker <laughs> as they dance in the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are you guys ready for your top six challenge? I'm ready, dude. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. Let's do this. Who wants to go first? I never go first. You know that. You do often. And I do not. You're I'm Steven. I, just, I can't believe you started lying. I've never lied to you. Not I've... if there's a fire. Okay, so you used to say you never went first, and then you did go first on top of Steven one time. So now I keep asking. So am I just to assume from now on that you're not ever going to go first? That's right. Only against Steven. Okay. And that's because sometimes that's he, right. I could have taken those questions. Chris, where was most of Death Wish 3 filmed? It's actually filmed in England. That is correct. Holy shit. England is dirty. Yeah. After Death Wish 2's 1982 setting... Uh, was transposed from New York from the original Death Wish. Um, in, in Sorry, you know what I'm saying. We went New York, we went Los Angeles, now we're returning to New York, but we didn't really. It was filmed mostly in England. In fact, the whole police station was some former hospital, which is why they had like the homicide only like white paperboard sign on the door and stuff like that. It's crazy. Okay, so this is going to be really uneven because I just threw these questions together. But Lee... At what yes, age sir. did Charles uh, Bukinski Bronson start smoking? And uh, I'll give you the only hint it will be is it's under the age of 12. I'm going to say nine. You got it's it. It's a good age to start smoking. God damn, look can at I tell you. Can I tell you a crazy story? Sure. My, my great uncle Floyd lived to be like 106. And when he was finally dying, my mom asked the nurse what his lungs sound like because he'd been smoking since he was like eight. Right. Unfiltered cigarettes. She's like, sound fine. Right, right. Guy smoked almost a century. And I was like, damn, that guy's hardcore. They don't make him like that anymore. Nope. Nope. All right, well, number three off to Chris. This, uh, Charles Bronson wasn't the first choice for Death Wish. Who do you think it was? If I recall, it was Jack Lemon. No. No way. Jack Lemon? No, yes. it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually... It wasn't him. Um, let me get through my notes. Henry Fonda. You're really close, though. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that is right. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I mean, there, there was a lot of people, but yeah. I, yeah. They went to Henry Fonda, and that was the original idea, and he said he found the subject matter repulsive. And when Michael <laughs> Winner Michael Winner went to Bronson 
And he said, I'd like to do it. And Michael said, the movie? He said, no, shoot muggers. <laughs> Badass motherfucker. <laughs> all right, all right. So oh. it's, uh, yeah, you, lost, you missed one. Uh, Lee's going to miss this one. Hey, Lee, how old was Charles Bronson in this flick? I'm going to say 67. Ooh, it was 64. Oh shit! It's Damn. a shitty question. Like, how can anybody get that? Like, you have, you know, he's in his sixties. It's really nice. He looks 50, old. 50. It's yeah. like a one in ten. Yeah. I'm an asshole, but now you guys are back to being tied, so it works okay, to my that's, advantage. That's weird. <laughs> All right, uh, this one's for Chris. How many Death Wish movies are there? There are five Death Wish movies. That is correct. Death Wish, oh, Death Wish Two, Death Wish Three, which interestingly was Death Wish I I I. But uh, they had like they went out and they polled like audiences and the, nobody knew Roman numerals, so they're like, "What's with all the fucking eyes?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start picking their noses. Uh, anyway, so they changed it to Death Wish Number Three, and then there was four, The Crackdown, and five, or actually Death Wish V, The Face right. of Death, The Face of Death, where he kills a man with a remote control soccer ball. Ooh. Okay, so that is so gimmicky. It reminded me right away of the Dirty Harry with the car, right? The, the car, RC yeah. RC car with the... From Deadpool. Yeah, yep. Deadpool. Fuck. Terrible. Okay, um, and well, and I, and I should have made this question, how many are there today? Because are you excited? Just a quick question. Uh, 2017 Bruce Willis Death Wish. You know, I, I'm kind of torn on that. It seemed like from the trailer... He's already kind of happy-go-lucky about it. Oh, I didn't see and it's, the trailer yet. It's like, it's like the first one. It's like, by three, I get it. Bronson's pretty much, you know, he doesn't care anymore. He's just killing anybody he needs to kill. But, yeah, he's already just kind of joking about it. I mean, I'm, am I going to see it? Most likely. Because... So it's, it's payback, but under the guise of being Death Wish. Yeah. Because, you know, Prob our man was quite happy to be killing people in that. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the first Death Wish, uh, I mean, he kills a guy, he's throwing up. He, you know, mm -hmm. it's freaking him out, but... Dude, yeah. I loved the rolls of quarters in the sock. I in the sock. Loved it. Yeah. Like, he was figuring out his way of getting, like, getting revenge. All right, well, Leroy, I think you might be able to pull this one off. Um, unfortunately, I think we've spoiled it, but I need you to name at least two of the firearms used in this film. The M72 Law, which was the yep. portable. Yeah. So, like, the whole movie is, like, by American, you know? Like, the whole <laughs> time. Like, like we're not going to have no faggot oh, Soviet RPGs. We're going to have American RPG. The RPG you'll never see in a movie again. And then um, the Mac-10 is, like, it, like the when he kills all those cops, like, he's just smiling and just constantly shooting the Mac-10. All right, so you guys are tied. Um, I did not have a tiebreaker tonight, so um, let me make one up. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, how am I going to do that? All right, let me think. Um, let's do this. Um, which of the five movies, this will be, since you answered lastly, this will go to Chris. Which of all of the Death Wish movies was Charles Bronson's favorite? Ooh. Hmm. I would say the first one. You were wrong. It was this one. <laughs> Your favorite really? too, baby. 
Go with your heart. I always, I always thought he hated this one. No, no, this is the best one, dude. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, but I always thought Bronson was that was done with it. But you know, Cannon was the only one hiring him. So, oh, I got one, Lee. Um, okay. And I'm going to tell you one hint that it's under. Don't give me a hint. Just tell me. Okay. What's the body right. count of this film? Ooh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say eighty-one. Holy shit! It was eighty-three. Um, I'm gonna ask Chris. <laughs> Chris, can you give it to him? Or that's pretty. I mean, if this is the Price Is Right, he'd get it because he didn't go over. Well, I'm gonna ask you. You have to tell me. You give yeah, it to him. No, if not, I'm gonna say... come up with another one. You still have a chance to win. Well, of course, I want to win. Right? Yeah. Don't say. Then don't agree. Yeah, then, don't... then I don't agree. No, okay, no, yeah. you were right, wrong. Yeah. He needed you to bastard. say it. All right. All right. Let's see. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. I can't believe how close you were. Uh, no, that was way too hard. God damn, I'm gonna edit. Yeah, do it. Just go. I'm gonna have to edit the shit out of this. No, it was asking. Uh, it was talking about what was the neighborhood in London where this was filmed. Dude, that's a great question. Okay, fine. Go ahead, Chris. Chris <laughs> what was the neighborhood in London? It's a, actually a well-known district that's known for being infested with real-life gangs. What was the district called? Uh, Brixton? What the fuck? You just what? Did he get it? Damn. <laughs> there you go. I, I remember reading that somewhere. God and I, why that stuck in my head? You beautiful know. bastard. You just won the test. <laughs> you are our champion of this episode. And you get internet so... cred and all that cool shit. So, awesome. on that note, tell us all about bulletproofaction.com. All right. Well, bulletproofaction.com, uh, you know, we've been around for about three years now, which is insane to think about how many movies I've watched. Uh, basically, we're just a bunch of guys who love action movies, and we review them. We do little features on them. Uh, just, uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get. We try to put something up there every day, so there's always something going on. Uh, just all kinds of reviews from the canon stuff to the newer stuff. I know... A lot of the Asian cinema. I know you're a big fan of that, Matthew. Yes, I, and, uh, I see. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, getting into some of the exploitation stuff lately. Nice. More and more. So, just anything. I, I mean, love and, that you posted it, the scene of the week. Right after you did, I went and watched it again. And, uh, Lee, you haven't seen it yet, but it's... Well, maybe you have, but it's the Chuck Norris versus Bruce Lee. But we're going to do Way of the Dragon very soon with Michael Worth and finish out our Bruce Lee series we have going on Cinema Bushido excellent but yeah it was awesome but yeah so you know this is the, the match made in heaven we love action cinema and uh yeah it's cool as hell so go to bulletproofaction.com it'll be in the notes of the of the podcast excellent are you going to be doing a podcast you know we're working on it All we're right. getting there we will have a bulletproof podcast sometime soon i hope well, I'd look forward to hearing it because uh, I'm particular in what I review, but I love action movies and I would listen to any action movie podcast. That's for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, awesome. thank you. Uh, and thank you, Leroy. Uh, if you... Always my pleasure. Oh. It's always my pleasure. Mm, it's always the pleasure is always <laughs> mine, baby. Sure. We're sharing so much pleasure. <laughs> uh, I want to be on you. If you enjoyed this podcast, you know you can go to ScreenMayhem.com where you'll hear 
our buddy Steven doing the Let's Get Stuck Into Billy Wilder. And now, uh, by the time this is out, we'll be well into our um, Bill Murray, where uh, we talk about stripes and we're going to talk about quick change and all sorts of stuff. And, and we have the badass motherfucker Paul Salt from Wood Good Thing writing reviews for us. And we have Ashley Davis of the BFFs writing reviews for us. And uh, yeah, badass stuff. So check it out. Until next time.